best friend series, black love series, and controversial and informative topics and shows featuring special guests. Subscribe, listen, and follow on all podcasts and social media platforms. And we are live, unapologetic podcast with the new show that we are bringing to the people today. Unapologetic Sports and Sorts Fathers and Sons Podcast. I welcome my father and godfather and godbrother. We start something new and it's going to be good for the people. I'm Sir Goodwin Live. I'm going to give each person an individual introduction. And uh, we're live on Instagram and Facebook. Make sure you follow us on all social media platforms and all podcast platforms. Sitting to my left is my god brother. He's representing the younger generation here. What are you, Gen? What is it, Gen X or Y? No, I'm a millennial. Oh, millennial. Oh, okay. Yeah, millennial. Uh, yeah. We are fresh off a trip uh, from New York, where we followed the Bulls, and we got yeah. two road victories. We got two victories. Well, welcome, Brent J. Kenny, to the show. Yeah. All right, hello. all right. He's hello, also hello. our kind of single-ish person. So exactly. When we, when we talk about females, we're gonna we're gonna go to him. Okay. We're just gonna direct right to you and let you represent for the people because right. we can't say what we want to say. Yeah. Okay. That now uh, sitting to your left is somebody uh, real special. They they call him the general. I'm gonna take that somewhere in just a second. Why don't you introduce the person to your left? Well, this and is speaking to the mic. You gotta speak it to the mic. <laughs> okay. This is my father, Ricky Kenny. Um. Great man, funny guy, uh, my dad. Yeah, so did he? Did everything you know about sports? Did you get from him, or did it come naturally? You were just born say, with it. I got a lot of facts from my dad because he's just like a sports encyclopedia. Okay. So like with things such as like hockey, he just not like basketball and football. He knows about hockey, like all all types of just sports and facts. So I did get a lot from him for sure. Okay. Okay. Did. Welcome, Ricky Kenny. All Welcome. Right. This is your second podcast. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, speaking to the mic. Pull that mic a little closer. Yes, sir. So yes, sir. Right uh, speak kind of loud, so we should be all right. Yes. Uh, now you got sixty years on Earth, sixty-one years, and you are multifaceted, and they call you the general. And you also say you'd be a good general manager, and so we are looking forward to your expertise on this podcast. With you giving uh, all your uh, thoughts and trades and free agent signings. And, you know, you're going to be the general on this show today as well. Appreciate that. Okay. Now, there's one person that you said you would hire to be your assistant general manager. I don't know (laughs) how uh, that would work if he would be uh, resistant to being your assistant. But he's my father. I get all my sports knowledge and was at basketball games and strike them out, baseball and uh, floor hockey and all that stuff as well, like you, Britt, Mr. Uh, Dennis Goodwin. We welcome him to the podcast. Do you embrace the role of assistant general manager? I've embraced it because he's older. (laughs) I respect my elders. <laughs> He's allowed to make one dollar more. <laughs> well, uh, without a doubt, this will be very fun and entertaining with uh, friends who've been, you know, they've been friends for over fifty years. Uh, so, 
Uh, oh. we, I'm pretty sure there will be plenty to laugh about, as well as good information, you know, yeah. uh, very smart and uh, people who know the game, so many different sports. And I look forward to talking about a little tennis. That's why I put Australian Open there, because that's probably something that I probably got a little bit of a leg up on oh, you sure. all. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Close that door for me. Uh, so we are one week, exactly one week away from the Super Bowl. And uh, let's start with the general, the general manager. We've got the Cincinnati Bengals versus the L.A. Rams. We have home field advantage. Who do you like in this contest next week? Well, um, on paper, I like the, the Rams because of uh, the veterans on their, on their team, especially their defense, their front line in particular. And again, for the second year in a row, we have a team that's actually in the Super Bowl that's playing in their home stadium. Having said that, having said that, the caveat is this. If they do not get to Joe Burrow, he will eat them alive. He will eat them alive. So it is imperative that the Rams front four keeps pressure on Joe Burrow. If that doesn't happen, we're all looking at an upset. Okay. Uh, Mr. Dennis Goodwin, who you got? I got the Rams. I had the Rams from the beginning. From the uh, beginning of the season? Pretty much. Oh, okay. I think I've called that out. Spoken to the general manager about it. I spoke to the general manager about it. We've had some debates, you know, <laughs> but I, I pretty much, and he knows this, I said that Matthew Stafford would have been a great acquisition for the Bears because I thought he was a pretty good quarterback. And uh, I I think I, 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 I'm looking at a lot, of, a lot of money coming from this game. Okay. And if not, I may not make the next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that is. Okay, speaking that of uh, money, we know that, Britton, you are a gambling man. What's your, uh, we're going to go to you for your expertise with uh, the, the numbers, the uh, the parlays and all that good oh, stuff. Okay, so okay. who do you, uh, the Caesars or is it FanDuel? I do FanDuel. FanDuel. I've been having a rough month. I'm not going to lie. Oh, okay. So I'm going to just get that out there. I'm not necessarily a guru right now. Okay. But been having a rough month, for sure. So who are you going to put your money on? I'm putting my money on the Rams because I like the front line. I like Aaron Donald. I like Floyd. You know, a Von Miller acquisition was pretty good. So I feel like they can create enough pressure on Joe Burrow to where they can make him make mistakes. And I know that Joe Burrow, he's played in the national championship game, so he does have some championship experience. But this is the pros, so it's adults out there. So it's like going to be bigger, faster, stronger. Rams have been there. Yeah, and I like, I want to see Jalen Ramsey and Jamar Chase. That's something I want to see, so that's an interesting dynamic. I think Ramsey is going to outdo him, but just because Chase is just so much younger. So I'm going with the Rams just because of the defense. Oh, that's you guys too. Yeah. Actually, it's three of us, you guys, in the game. Uh, with Beckham Jr. Okay. So, yeah. so it's going to be some. <laughs> it's going to be, be very interesting. Okay. Okay. Well, we got three people with the LA Rams. I'm going to go with the underdog. I feel like I, I like the Rams, but um, I like uh, Cincinnati uh, on the road. Joe Burrow is hot. And uh, I like to go with the underdog. So I'm going to put a couple of dollars on Cincinnati in this matchup. Nah, hey, the That's odds will be in your favor because yeah. they are the underdog for sure. Yeah. They are. So yeah. They knocked out Kansas City. Hopefully that wasn't their Super Bowl. 
So uh, I'm hoping that Cincinnati will go ahead and pull it off. Yeah. But you all, you mentioned that they, they're playing in L.A. this year. Oh, okay. We got, we got a couple. We're going to put $20 on. Some call Oh, okay. <laughs> well, Derek Hamilton is watching us live. Oh, D, from, D. Yeah. <laughs> He's watching us live from Georgia. Uh, home field advantage. He's in Florida, I think. Florida? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm a little wrong on that. So, um, L.A. having home field advantage, they talk about maybe making some changes to that. What do you think about that? I, I disagree with that. You know, if, if a team who's hosting the Super Bowl – they happen to make it to the Super Bowl. You can't penalize them for that, mm-hmm. you know. So it's not like they rigged it or did it on purpose yeah, or anything. They they play hard, they play well, and that's just the benefit of hosting the Super Bowl. It probably won't happen again for twenty years. Mm-hmm. This is Super Bowl fifty eight. Mm-hmm. So in fifty eight Super Bowl, yeah, right. it just so happened to happen yeah. two years in a row, and now they want to change. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> if you get struck by lightning, the odds are pretty. Much against you that happened, so that don't mean you're gonna keep stop walking down the street. Right, right. Okay, well, um, taking over football news this week uh, ahead of the Super Bowl is the retirement of Tom Brady. Uh, I was never a fan, so I really never cared. But uh, what are you all's thoughts on Tom Brady, the so called quarterback GOAT? What are your thoughts on his retirement? Uh, Man, it's going to be different not seeing him. But he's a winner. So just to see him be um, great even in his later years, that was pretty cool to see. And his uh, his track record is pretty much proven. Like, what well, you can't argue with the numbers, you know. So I, I like Tom Brady. And it's, it's going to be different not seeing him in the league anymore. Okay, no Tom Brady, no uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers in the Super Bowl. Ricky, what are your thoughts on Tom Brady's retirement and what's next for him? Um, First of all, look, Tom Brady is the greatest underdog ever, ever, coming from where he was drafted, draft status. Um, It's a crazy argument about him being the greatest football player. No, he's not even the greatest quarterback. But what he is, without question, is the greatest winning quarterback. Mm -hmm. Because I don't think there's anybody in their right mind that would tell you he had the level of talent of Aaron Rodgers or Dan Marino, mm. you know, uh, uh, and, and, and there are some others. But, but he wouldn't have the talent of those. He's not as talented as they are physically. Mm. He's not. He's the greatest winner okay. at the quarterback position because that's unarguable. Mm-hmm. Seven Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. And that's not taken away from but when you start becoming a prisoner of the moment, talking about he's the greatest football player ever, you're going to make Jim Brown put on pads again. <laughs> I mean, You're going to make Barry Sanders put on pads how, again. And that's how I look at it. I, you, you, you can't say that. Greatest greatest GOAT or whatever comes from what position. But you can't say that Tommy is the greatest football player ever because he wasn't playing wide receiver. He wasn't playing running back. He, he wasn't LT. Do he done well at what he did. And he happened to have won seven Super Bowls and nobody's come close. You got to respect that. When we talk about greatest ever, you look at the overall picture. If I look at quarterbacks now, let's look at Peyton Manning. I mean, Peyton Manning and Drew Brees, you know, New England never had to be on some very good teams. He used to be on some good teams. Tampa peaked, and we talk about peaking. Sometimes you at the right time, but he's now 
Cerebral, I would say he's the best. Tom Brady. Because he took some bad offenses and made it work. But by position, you can't call somebody the greatest football player of all time. That's my only argument with that statement. Like I said, I don't take anything from him being a – look, Tom Brady under pressure has been great. He's proven that. Again, I just get a little weary of the title of greatest football player ever. Just because he won seven Super Bowls, and that is a great accomplishment. You're looking past a lot of great football players who you cannot just put him in front of because he has more Super Bowl wins than they do. So you all feel that way even though they deem the quarterback position as the the one position that is above all in the sport of football. You know, you really don't go how many teams you see go anywhere without a good quarterback and, and actually win. A Super Bowl. But can I say this? We understand that. But also, they put a premium on the importance of the quarterback position. But look how well they protect the quarterback. No other position is protected like the quarterback. No other position is uh, the physical nature of the game basically taken away from Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, so again, and it's not his fault that he benefits from that, but let's keep it real. He ain't playing in the era that Terry Bradshaw played in. Mm-hmm. Terry Bradshaw was physically killed in his day, but yet he's a four-time Super Bowl winning quarterback. So we just can't ascend him over Terry Bradshaw. What? Um, who would be your GOAT as far as quarterback, uh, best quarterback of all time? From a talent standpoint, from a talent, pure what you want from a quarterback, you look, I hate the Packers, but Aaron Rodgers is the quintessential quarterback. That's come on. He's the quintessential quarterback. Okay. Uh he's all right. I, I like Mo I like Montana. Montana? I'm just like I just saw cool Joe go out there. Hey, I mean, you know. It's just cool. wasn't that athletic though. But, wasn't they, that they, athletic. but see, you you wouldn't know it but, because the game. See, sometimes you can say that, but they made it to that point from being somewhat athletic. And by landing, yeah. if you ain't got to do all that running and scrambling because you got the game under control, I've never seen that dude not not have it. Another quarterback, he just didn't win a Super Bowl, but he's pretty darn good. I've seen it. Dan Marino. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That earlier, yes. but I would put Joe Montana up there as uh, number one. Joe's See, bad. I'm Joe's not as bad. old as these guys, so I haven't seen as much. But from the, I could do that. The archives, but Google. somebody that I saw dominate, I can't. I like Peyton Manning. Like if I need somebody to to run a squad, and I know who's gonna sit down and study a defense. And really focus on picking a defensive coordinator apart. I'm gonna get the That's ball. That's the to greatest pay. reader of defenses yeah, ever yeah. at the quarterback yeah. position. Yeah, I agree with you. He he's my favorite. Uh, even though I'm a diehard Chicago Bears fan, uh, I've always followed Peyton Manning with the Colts and with the Broncos, and um, just all the things that you all said. I agree with. Wasn't fast, but just smart. And uh, he made the people around him better. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can yeah. read the defense. Yeah. Yeah. Peyton Manning for me. So Joe Montana, Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning. But the GOAT seven years, seven Super Bowl rings and uh, has now retired. And 
What's next for Tampa Bay? Do they they probably not even play off team next year now? Right down. That's it. I had That's a it. I had a crazy little scenario. Maybe they scoop up Aaron Rodgers. I wouldn't doubt it. But that, that was my scenario. I wouldn't doubt it. Wouldn't doubt and it. And then that would put them back in contention. Aaron Rodgers isn't happy. You know, Tom mm. Brady just left. You could just do a swap out, and they'll be right back where they were. I wouldn't doubt it at all. I actually text a a, a group that I'm in that same scenario. You really are my son. Yeah. You think like your daddy. <laughs> and and, 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 and um, the reason I say that is Aaron Rodgers is, has a big ego. And his ego is big enough that he's not stupid. If Tampa Bay gets healthy defensively, they still have a great defense. He can walk into a ready-made situation and win. And I wouldn't doubt that with him. I wouldn't doubt it. I would not doubt it. He can't go to San Francisco, which is where he's from. So Jimmy G is there. Denver is not ready to win whether well, he goes there or not. Jimmy G yeah, is gone. So yeah. I wouldn't doubt that. Yeah, yeah. I, I look at yeah, you talking about Rodgers. I look at Rodgers, but Rodgers won one Super Bowl and had all these good teams and won one Super Bowl, and that was because they got in as a wild card and the Bears said, here. And Green Bay won and won the Super Bowl. Rodgers is all that, but it looks like when it gets time to throw down, he ain't throwing down. And I'm sorry, I, I could throw a quarterback out there that made the Super Bowl four times, and he know what I'm talking about, and I'll just throw it out there as a test. But didn't win. Can you? But didn't win. I, 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 but did that you talk about the Buffalo Bills? Of course. Very good. Jim Kelly. Right. right. All right. Kelly. And guess what? He's bona fide. Mm-hmm. So, like I say, we talk about Roger Knight is what we see. You know, back in the day, it was a guy just as good or better. You know, he ain't won. I'm sorry, one Super Bowl again. We all these talk about who won. How many years has he been? How many? I don't even see that. I can't even say that. How many years has Aaron Rodgers been in the league? Fit fourteen. Is it that long? Yeah, he's been. Yeah, it's been a while. I'm not denying. Like I said, again. Yeah, and he played in the weak NFC North for the most part. Exactly. But he dominated it, so it ain't his fault it was weak. It ain't his fault it was weak. People can say the 85 Bears played in a weak NFC North when they were dominating. That was the best team career. You got to dominate who you play in. That was the best team career. We are live on Facebook, and Derek Hamilton is saying, Lawrence Taylor, Jerry Rice, Harry Sanders, are the greatest, and Brady is the greatest. How about this? Can I throw a question? Don't forget yeah, are we able to do this? Though? Yeah, you can say what I, you like. Best African American quarterback. Warren Moon. Warren Moon. Mm. Warren Moon. Not even. Not even. We, not even. we talking about talent or we just best everything? Warren Moon. Quarterback. I not like Mike Vick. He won Warren Moon. Mike Vick was pretty electric. And well, I threw the question out there first. He I was like Warren Mike Moon. Vick. He he might not. You need have, to Google Warren Moon. Not Warren was good. I Warren saw Mike Vick though. I saw Mike Vick. <laughs> he was great. And he didn't get to the NFL until after he spent three or four years in the CFL. Who you got? He wasn't Warren Moon. I, I, I like Warren Moon. I just started thinking <laughs> he told me he had bad memory. Memory. Sharp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Warren Moon. Uh, 
Uh, I'm, I'm hearing on the outside, you know, Doug Williams was special. He was pretty good. He just won the okay, round. Okay, he won the Super Bowl. Does Russell Wilson is in that then? Russell Wilson, yes. He's out there. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Well, if we're doing that, I, I might have to do If that's the case, you want to go on your other board. I don't say, I don't say Patty Mahomes? Patty Mahomes? Texans. I don't say nothing bad. Are you talking about Deshaun Watson? Can we say this? It's what he's done on the field. It's what he's done on the field. But he hasn't been around long enough to be But nobody... Even though now look, let's hope but Patrick Mahomes. He's coming. But he's, he's only coming. Played, what, this is third? Four years. Okay. Four years. He got one Super Bowl. But he got more to do. But he's made it up to something. Yeah. He got a little more to do. He's talented. That's what I'm saying. When you throw it out there. So now, if you would say to me, you take Tom Brady, and I'm not saying just because it's color, and then this African man here, who you gonna take? Excuse me. Warren Moon was amazing. Exactly. Yeah. I'm gonna take Warren Moon. You. He said Moon was the greatest of the yes. CFL, NFL. Yes. So uh, and Aaron Rodgers was has uh, 17 years in the Oh, it was Super Bowl. Yeah. And they wow. win the division every year. Yeah. Talk to me. So we're gonna uh, <laughs> move on to uh, Chicago Bears uh, news. It shouldn't take very long to talk about this. They have hired a new general manager and a new head coach. With they all have the same names, ironically. Uh, Ryan Poles replaces Ryan Pace and uh, Matt Eberflus. Am I saying that right? Yes. Yeah, uh, has repl- replaced Matt Nagy, uh, the general, the general manager. Uh, we're gonna, you're gonna be the president now. Uh, what do? What are your thoughts on this? On these hires? One is black. Um, black, by the way. Well, I'll say this: um, as far as hiring a black general manager, um, I applaud the people down in in House Hall in, in Lake Forest. Long as he's qualified, and the little I know about him, it seems like he is. I know he's a Boston College graduate, so I mean, you don't just graduate from that school without some kind of uh, thought sense. process, you know. Sense, yeah. um, I don't know enough about the, the the guy that they named the head coach, so I'm just gonna sit back and watch what they what they do as a tandem. It's the general manager's job to get the talent, and it's the coach's job to get the most out of the talent that's been drafted for him. Um, so. I give them a two to three year window just for me to even see progress. I don't expect a Cincinnati Bengals type turnaround. Um, that's rare. But two to three years, we should have an idea. Okay. What are your thoughts, uh, DG? Okay, change is good. That's, that's, that's on the wall. Change is good, but there's a but to this. Uh, you got a long way to go. They gave up a lot of people. From, uh, okay. This is why they call him the journey. <laughs> Taking calls. Taking calls. No, change is good, but you know, the Bears got a long way to go as far as the immediate because of the fact that, I mean, you look at the injuries and no players to bag these guys up. So the product you're putting on the field is not, in, you know, with what you're bringing people in to do for you. So change is good. Let's see if they'll finally know. Like, for instance, we get an injury. You look at some of these other teams, you get an injury, you plug another guy in, you're going to miss a beat. That's how you build a team. Draft-wise, they got Matt, yep. but they gave up all their draft picks for Matt. Mm-hmm. So you really, your, your, your key to the whole thing is 
What kind of scouts you got out there? Mm-hmm. Right. That's the whole key to any organization. Just scout. You tell me what purpose to get, and I get it. You know, you want athletes now. The NFL is younger. It is. You can't sit up here and draft or, or trade for a guy that used to be here. And it's getting faster. It's very fast. Mm-hmm. So, for the most part, change is good. I like to see the change. You'll know right away what's going on because everything you read in the newspaper will always be positive. But they want to sell tickets. Mm-hmm. Uh, change is good. Yeah, I'm not a, a fan of uh, either one. I had never heard of them. And with the Bears, you know, it's just wait and see. Yes. You know, and 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 hope that you know they made the right decision. And hopefully, this Eberflus guy can because the Bears do have some decent pieces. You know, they, they do. Justin, you have an up and coming Justin Fields. He's a talent. Montgomery, I always like Montgomery. Uh, on defense, they have some uh, good pieces. Smith they and uh, Mac, you know. So um, we'll see. They, you know, hopefully they're able to build over the off season, and uh, they'll take a different, uh, a slightly less competitive schedule this coming That's year. True, really. uh, so hopefully, you know, the Bears can at least, you know, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't go back to to Green Bay, they may. Be able to compete for a division title real real quick, you know. So it could be a, a quick turnaround for the Bears. Britton, what are your thoughts on it? Um, I just hope that they can keep my attention when the game is on. I'm sorry, that is. That's, so my expectations are like right. no expectations pretty much because I remember they hyped up Nagy coming from Kansas City and all this and then. You see what we got with the product. So, I'm going to just, like you say, just wait it out. And I just hope that I can get through a full game this season. Okay. That, that's okay. about it. <laughs> Have you ever been to a Bears game before? I've never been to a Bears game. Okay. I checked. Okay. Great experience. you going this year. Yeah. Playing so, they're already. playing in Atlanta. They're playing in Dallas. Uh, I think they're playing in New York twice, too. Yeah. So, okay. uh, we definitely need to uh, uh, experience that. Uh, Alvin Davis is watching us live and he said Ricky's twin is talking. He's referring to <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, oh, can I say something? Yeah. I'm sorry, but uh, I know it's going to ruffle some feathers, but I am not sold on Justin Fields. I'm sorry. I, oh. I'm just, and I want to stir some feathers. After 10, yeah. after 10 games, you can say that? I yes. Think that's fair. Yes, I think it's very fair. <laughs> I think we need to at least give him a decent line before we make an assessment. I, I don't see. He has no offensive line. I don't line. see. I look at the, all the other young ones yeah. and what they do. I am comparing. I got better line. Our he line is, is I'm terrible, not so. though. I'm he, not so. He can't and get I, I even think my, my Jeremiah ah. agree with me a little bit. Um. Again, you know what? I know he has a terrible offensive line. I can't judge anybody behind that line. But I understand what you're saying. I'm just saying, but I won't judge him because I never wanted him to play this year because I knew the offensive line was yeah. incapable of protecting him. But I was so, saying I wasn't convinced because I watched him and he couldn't even outrun a defensive line. Well, you know what Justinville has going against him, honestly? Is that Ohio State in itself has a history of never producing a professional quarterback that had any level of success? So I mean, that's what's well, goody. That's what I'm. Yeah. I'm just waiting yeah, to see if you get a call. I could be the first ghetto person ascended to GM straight off the streets. <laughs> I actually got. I actually got. 
actually got a call for you. I told him I'm your agent. Well, if Josh McCown can do it, you can do it. Don't, hey, don't, so don't, don't underestimate that St. Michael's slash Maneer education. Right. <laughs> I, I ain't sold, though. I ain't sold. Okay. I'm just saying, I feel our roast with Ain't nobody right. Yeah, but we'll, uh, we will definitely uh, see what happens. We'll give him a full year. And, uh, you know, we gave Mitch Trubisky several years, so I guess we could give Justin Fields a I few more years. Him. I didn't give him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This all started, this Fathers and Sons podcast all started from a group text, and uh, we never really talk about the Blackhawks, but, you know, there's one person who always say, and the Blackhawks. So, but before we, we're going to give the Blackhawks a little bit of attention before we move on to the Bulls. So, DG, Goody, as they call you, my father... What's going on with the Blackhawks? They actually have uh, improved a bit. They, they've improved, but they got internal issues, things that we can't relate to. You know, yeah. They got the, the sexual thing going. And so right now, I think if if a general manager don't have nothing to say, I don't have nothing to say about the Blackhawks right now. They're, they're, they're a mess. <laughs> they're a mess. They're playing competitive, but they're a mess. They got... They got some things they need. The Blackhawks issue. But I am a Blackhawks fan. The Blackhawks issue is they gave us three Stanley Cups, which we all appreciate, but they held on to their talent too long before they could trade off and get assets. And that's, again, my general manager, Cap, is there comes a time when you have to get rid of some people at the right time to bring in talent to keep. Your, your organization is on top. Too and they did. They, they kept them too long. They kept Taze players too long. Too long. And, this is, and this is the result. But you know what? We got three Stanley Cups. That's right. So there's no real complaint. I can't argue with that. Yeah. Uh, well, we didn't talk about uh, this. We were talking about Brady, the system. You know, he won six Super Bowls with the New England Patriots, uh, with new, uh, Belichick and the system. So uh, maybe the Blackhawks, it's time to... Just gut it all out. No, they got some good players. They just, like Rick said, held on to a couple of guys. Okay. You know, so they got some very good players. I mean, they was on the 11 or something. Mm-hmm. They only like, they like, I don't know what the record is. But anyway, like I do on the group text, go Blackhawks. <laughs> go Blackhawks. I got to get a Blackhawks and the Blackhawks. Very nice. And Goody didn't want to say it, but the Blackhawks thing is also sentimental. We grew up on Blackhawk Street. That's true. Shout out to 400 Block 403 West Blackhawk. Yes. Corner Blackhawk and Cedric. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Near Northside. Yes. That's the uh, dark cloud over Old Town. People, they don't like to consider, you know, that area, Old Town, but it is Old Town. Absolutely. Way before River North. (laughs) Right. 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 All right, well, before we came down to the studio to record this podcast, we were upstairs watching the Bulls lose to the Philadelphia 76ers and not uh, having any answer for Joel Embiid. And um, the question I pose to you all is, are the Bulls for real? Are the Bulls for real? Are they legitimate, healthy, of course, health makes a big difference, if they're at 100%, are they title contenders? Britain. I do. Healthy, yes. 
But I don't, even if they healthy, though, I just don't see them beating the Bucks in the seven-game series. But What's up with you and this Milwaukee Bucks thing? Because they got championship experience now. and once One you, championship. I mean, it makes a difference. Okay. Okay. People, an inch. People's confidence change. People's inch. mindsets change. And, like, you just can't take that experience away from them. You know, we only have, what, one person who's been really deep in the playoffs on the Bulls? which is DeMar DeRozan. So, you know, when it gets to those pressure situations, those type of things matters. So if I have a team like the Bucks, who's been there before, you know, situationals, you know, it happens all the time in basketball, and that can make or break whether you win a game or lose a game. So that's why I, like, can't rule out the Bucks. Okay. Okay. Um, pretty good job, Britton. Um, yeah. Bulls are not a – as a healthy team, they're not still a title threat. Uh, and I'm proud of the team that we have, and I and they're very competitive. I believe when fully healthy with Caruso, Ball, and Derrick Jones Jr., their three best perimeter defenders. Um, Milwaukee has that unguardable beast, <laughs> which is Giannis Antetokounmpo. So having said that, no, I don't think the Bulls could beat them in a seven game series if Milwaukee is healthy. Um, the Brooklyn Nets are a problem if they have their big three. Only thing that's going to hinder them is Kyrie not being able to play home games. Matter of fact, it is to Brooklyn's advantage that they go into a series where they're playing the four games on the road mm-hmm. because they have him four times. Yeah. So yeah. that would be the yeah. smart thing for them. Yeah. So having said that, no. But the Bulls are a nice story, and um, we're enjoying it. At least I'm looking forward to getting to a game this year. Whereas in the last three to four years, I didn't consider going to a Bulls game. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. true. Second round, they may win the first round depending on who they play. But if you notice, teams are already getting better mm-hmm. during this course of the time when the Bulls are having injuries and things of that nature. So looking ahead, you can see where these teams are already going to jail. Bulls are going to be getting guys back from injuries and whatever. No matter what, they're never going to be 100% until their body gets a chance to totally heal. So, with that said, you got three, actually four teams, and the Bulls got to hope that maybe they don't, because of the way the seeding is, play one of them. Bulls aren't going to be able to beat the Bucks. They're not going to be able to beat the Toronto Raptors. And now, as we discussed earlier, they're not beating Cleveland, and they're going to definitely can't match up with Miami. All right. So, we might get a one and out. I don't know, but they need to get a little bit bigger. Mm -hmm. Stronger, they're probably. I would want to say they're probably the shortest team in the NBA. Yeah, I just, that. I mean, by far, just if, like we looked at the game and looked yeah. at everybody in the position and by position, it's short. I mean, that's small. These, these are things that that'll hurt you, mm-hmm. you know. And DeRozan, hey, during the playoffs, we know it is a half court series, but can the Bulls play with these other teams in a half court series in a seven game series? I just don't see it. Unless they make a move, they need a point guard, they need a bigger guy at forward. You guys kind of like Patrick Williams. He ain't grew on me either. They call him the paw. Yeah, well, that's just his paw. (laughs) I'm talking about the game. I mean, I don't see the shot, the offense from him. They a big body family. There's a lot of guys that we talked earlier. Got the guy on San Antonio. Uh, You like Marvin Bagley. I like Bagley. I think that's... Maybe not a good fit for the Bulls. Uh, I like Holmes. Guy. I like, like, like Holmes. Holmes from I think Sacramento. the guy on San Antonio is a good fit. Schroeder. 
These guys will make the Bulls a team for the playoffs. First of all, ball. Ball is healthy. We only think about ball. The only thing about ball, and I have a problem with ball. We won't scout ball. Don't go to the basket. Create. Get. You know. Got to think about offense itself. But his three point shot is drastically thirty eight percent, forty two percent, I believe. Right. The the three point, but he's your point guard. So okay, let's get in here. They need a change. I'll say this: they can use a change of pace guard. Yes. In other words, if they find a guard who comes off the bench to bag up ball, who can speed up the pace and really, really solidify their running game. Um, now they're a good transition. But but you need that point. I, when you say a point guard who changes the pace, then that you I don't like Io. You don't trust Io yet. I, look, he's he's grown on me I and like he's Io. had a great a great year. But he's once again, the playoffs again are a different beast. He ain't used to this. You, you you just don't know how he's gonna respond. He's and it's nothing against it's nothing against him. He might prove to pan out, but. If we had that little guard, or that not just little, a guard who you know is going to get in the paint, draw the, the big man, and can kick out, not out to the three-point line, get layups mm-hmm. for other people or themselves with, 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 with help. Yeah, I like Schroeder. Okay, okay. Well, um, I've, I've never been sold on the Bulls since the beginning. I feel like they have a good team. I think they are middle of the pack uh, with Cleveland. Making the trade to get uh, Levert today, you know that that's that's that's, tough. that's, that's, tough. that's tough. They are big. Oh. They have given the Bulls problems. I have the Bulls. The Bulls just beat them recently, but that they started strong, and mm-hmm. and Cleveland did throw fits at them each time. Um, so I, I I definitely have Milwaukee above them. Not. For the way that you say it, though, just because they are taller and uh, they got mid-range shooters and they have no answer to Vucevic cannot touch Giannis. Nobody on the Bulls can guard Giannis. Um, and Bobby Porter's would be a problem. Yeah, uh, somebody yes. they should have kept. And yeah. Milwaukee has a, a thug. Yes, yeah, Grayson yeah. Allen. Yes, definitely don't put them in front of Miami. Uh, Cleveland, New Jersey. No, not New Jersey. That is Toronto, uh, Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn, Toronto don't. I don't. Toronto don't bother. Oh, they they have problems, but they can be beat though. They're peaking. Yeah, they're no. peaking. If they make, they got to make a trade. We'll talk about the trade deadline next week. But I, I definitely don't see Toronto. They not as much of a threat as Philly, the Brooklyn Nets, and always, Miami and Milwaukee. Always remember. This is how I do things, and you know, I go by series. Mm-hmm. And you might beat me that first game, but now you got to do, you know, I, I just, uh, seven game series, that's yeah. how I look yeah. at it. Yeah. Who can beat who in a seven game series? Like yeah. even Milwaukee, hey, Milwaukee, the way Cleveland is right now, it might cause us to, Cleveland beat Milwaukee in a seven game series. I can see it. Miami. Miami yeah. is. I'm just saying. Yeah, I like Miami. You know, Miami these are well coached. Yep. They are. So they are. You know, I'm taking the Bucks out of my equation. Yeah. Remember, the Bucks made the championship by that much. Yeah. I mean, they made it by that much, but they handled business in the finals. So that's why. Kevin Durant his shoe uh, size is a little smaller. They, they be and even um, <laughs> you got a good point there. And even Atlanta. You know, even if the Bulls get somebody like Atlanta in the first round or something, you know, they, yeah. they scare me as well. Uh, because Trey Young can throw up 40. 
can can throw yeah, four and fifteen assists. Who you say Clint Capella? Oh yeah, Clint Capella would be an awesome addition. Yeah. Oh yeah. But Atlanta not trading. Not trading. So, we, yep. you know, that is the big thing. First of all, we all, we all, the Bulls today, as we speak, are 13 games over 500. Mm-hmm. 54 games into the season, I believe. Mm-hmm. None of us expected that. I thought they were going to be a big improvement with the signings they had. So basically, at this point, if they get eliminated in the first round or not, it's been a better season than right. what we've seen yeah. around here in a long time. We know what we got to do moving forward for the yeah. next few years. But we have a foundation right now. Yeah. yeah. Okay? Yeah. And that's the key. You have a foundation and now you build around that foundation. And a general manager have. that will pull the trigger. That's oh, yeah. He did last year. This year. Not this year. Nobody yeah. saw DeRozan come in here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody saw that. Well, they thought it was a bad sign. They did. You know? People, people who yeah. supposedly are right. experts thought it was a bad signing, but um, kudos to them. You know, so we're yeah. not gonna worry about if they don't get out the, the first round or to the second round. We would like to see them go as far as they can, but look, they're on the right track. You know, so no, you know, your weaknesses as the season goes on, like you mentioned their record, but now their weaknesses are coming out. And teams are going to exploit it. Their three best yeah. defenders are out of the lineup, too. Well, see, it makes a difference. And see that, well, I'm going to say this about that. Even though you say that, these guys are not really two-way players when you talk about their best defender. Other than Caruso. Caruso exactly. That Caruso. I mean, ball, ball shoots, but he's not known as an other, meaning, okay, he can come back at you. Russo the same way. Yeah, no, nah, he's not. So, you know, all I'm saying is you got to so, see so many of these two-way ball players. But it's what know? they bring to the table from not just a standpoint of what they do on the court. It's what they do to the players that are as, around them mm-hmm. that brings out the That's best. What I say. As a unit, though, they are the glue. They're a good team. And they make everything different. Look at what their, their defensive differential has been since them guys have been out. Yeah, which, which affects transition, they're which has team. not been the same since ball and Caruso have been gone. So it's a trickle-down effect. It, who cares? Alonzo Ball is huge to the Bulls. Huge. Caruso is huge. Yeah, uh, Alonzo Ball is our best ball handler, I think. Because, like, I know you mentioned Io earlier, and I like Io. Because, but Io, he has to develop an NBA handle. You know, he has his moments where it's just like you can tell he's still learning and getting over those. Kobe White hopes. is terrible. Kobe, oh, he can't, right. he can't dribble in the right. bitty league. <laughs> I like Kobe White for catch and shoot, but yeah, I agree. That's it. That but is. guess what? If that's what you got, then you got to get other folks to compensate for that. So if, that's, if he's a shooter, that's what you do. What? Okay, let's. I don't want to bring up Gold State, but I'll go ahead and bring them up. Look at what Gold State did. You sitting there, you got all these guys around the pool. Now, that's a guy come in, he can shoot. He can. Okay. Curry, of course, Clay Thompson. They got three other guys out there that can shoot away. Guess what? That's their strength. You don't see them doing nothing different. You don't see uh, Gary Payton Jr. bringing the ball up the court. Mm-hmm. That ain't his thing. Mm-mm. Bulls with ball. Now, I, I kind of disagree. Ball is a tall guard. 
But as far as some of the ball, I ain't gonna say he's the greatest ball handler either. No, he's not the greatest, but I trust him before I trust anybody else. Of course. He's not afraid to handle the he's ball. He's not afraid. He's not he's afraid not of afraid. pressure. Yeah. Kobe but, White is not comfortable if you say boo. Put Kobe White like you do. What does Kobe do when they kick the ball out to him? He drains them shots. Oh, oh, yeah. Catch and shoot. Catch, that's all you need him to do. Catch and shoot. But you need a player like Oh, that. yeah, no, I'm not saying we get rid of him, but. Like you said, like stick to your strength. We don't need him bringing the ball up the floor because he's shaky with the ball. On of his course. Head, so, but yeah. I think they learned that about Kobe White early mm-hmm. on. That's why you have ball, and you know you draft a, a IO of uh, you got DeRozan, people who can handle the ball without and put Kobe White to the two. Mm-hmm. And you know Kobe White is a good addition sure. coming off the bench. He yeah. can get you thirty points yes. off the bench yeah. on a, Give me on a hot night. Yeah. At least fifteen. You yeah. expect at least fifteen. Right. So um, you know, and and that's you know when he gets healthy, Caruso, Ball, uh, Levine, it pushes the other players back. That makes the bench stronger. Absolutely. So they have the potential to make some noise. Um, but we'll see. We're in February. We got a break coming up for the All Star. Mm-hmm. Get some people healthy, and um, we'll see what happens. Um, in our final topic, we're going to go to the MLB. We'll talk about the lockout briefly and some uh, Hall of Fame snubs. But we want to know what you're drinking tonight, Britton. What do you have? What are you drinking over here? Tonight's drink is brought to you by Stella. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's brought to you by Stella. And the Stella uh, is compliments of uh, one of the greatest Northside beer drinkers ever. Oh, okay. Carl Mitchell himself. <laughs> he still is the greatest. He's, he's one of the greatest Northside beer drinkers ever. Yeah. He's still going strong. Yeah. And we're glad to have Carl yeah, in the studio. Roll, roll your boat. He, he made, he made <laughs> sure that nobody <laughs> has dry mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and DG, what are you drinking? Over? Nah, you I went back old stuff. school. I went to old, you know, this South Side. You know, they got the best liquor stores in the world. So I found these little gold champagne. Gold and champagne. Yes, it's good when it's good when it's cold. Okay. <laughs> now, go now, go now go here. Now go and pour that that man dog twenty twenty out your coat. Hey, I'm down. <laughs> uh, my coat is upstairs. <laughs> my coat is upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we got Roe in the building with us. Thank you for the stuff. We got cousin Ethan in the building. He's over here. I guess we're boring him because yeah. he took a nap during our <laughs> podcast. Very disrespectful. <laughs> and he got a Chicago White Sox hat on. I don't know what that's all about. Jordan. But <laughs> oh, okay. okay. I got love for that. Okay. Uh, can I say something? Absolutely. Uh, I'm a diehard Cub fan. Okay. But I always told myself when Jordan had a jersey coming out for the White Sox, whenever he had one, I was going to get it. So everything I have a White Sox is Jordan. Okay. 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 That's the GOAT. Okay. That's the real goal. And uh, we look forward to having you and your son uh, come join the Father and Sons podcast. That's going to be interesting. That's the GOAT. MJ is the GOAT. So, uh, right now, the MLB is in a lockout. Uh, the owners have locked out the players, and it looks like spring training is uh, going to be pushed back a little bit. And it's going to put a damper in our plans. We plan to go see the Cubs in uh, New York in June and, and even uh, in L.A. in July. So, um, and with the pandemic going on. Uh, do you think there's a chance that they're going to get to the table and get this worked out, Britt? I hope so. I, like, I'm looking forward to the baseball season because I want to go to different stadiums. Mm-hmm. So just from that aspect alone, I hope so. So mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to them 
reconciling this for sure. All right, the general, what you think? Um, to be honest with you, I haven't even been paying attention as to what they have on the table as far as what's keeping them locked out at this time. But look, it's, it, it really doesn't matter because, again, when you're talking about billionaires <laughs> who are the owners versus millionaires who are the players, the billionaires are going to win in the, in, the, in the long run. It's just a matter of when they're tired of not making money off of that particular entity. Because what people don't realize is these owners, those teams are not what they make their money off of. Mm-hmm. That's just something to brag about in their yep. country club about yep. this is what I own. Mm-hmm. They're making their big money in other interests. Interests. So, look, it, it, it'll get done. There will be a baseball season, and um, it remains to be seen as to when it will start. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to baseball. I like baseball a lot. You guys know that. To piggyback off what he's saying, you know that it's all about money. We all know that. But the players itself, the game has gotten more exciting. You got to admit, they got younger and all that. So the the uh, the owners pretty much know they got a cash cow. They ain't giving in. That's by line. That's why they went this long. And I, and I read something the other day. Whether uh, Tony Clark, whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, they, they fight now. They all only came to blow. Mm. So what does that tell you? Mm. The owners is winning. Mm-hmm. They ain't giving in. But the game itself is a money maker, a big money maker now. You know, I like to go to the race thing. The the, the Latin, whatever the, the Latinos. Latinos dominate, and they ain't paying them a whole lot of money. Think about it. So what's going on now? There's no leverage with them, with the owners. Mm-hmm. And we don't have many African Americans playing. Yeah. Ooh, name me the best African American player in baseball. I like Jason Hayward. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, he, uh, might, he might, as far as Jason Hayward go, he might be the highest paid, unproductive African American yeah, in yeah. League baseball. Yeah, we'll that's for that. sure. That's that is for sure. I like a little baseball human. That was a good hey, one. Uh, I think, you know, I like to go there because yeah. there's a reason. You just see oh, yeah. them. So I, I throw that out there. See, I like Mookie Betts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody said, man, we, Tim, look, Tim, we, got a, we got a star Tim, right Tim here Anderson. in the city. Tim Addison is on this way. is a heck of a ball like player. Tim Addison is, he is a way. heck of a ball he player. But he's on this yeah, way. but yeah. he, he holds his own. Yes. But yeah. that's what I'm saying. Think about it. The reason why I asked that is because you really have to think about it. You know, which sense. is kind of the reason why maybe we do probably watch baseball a little more because, because you know, if it was. Pretty much, you know, not of that nature. We wouldn't watch that product, man. you know, because you watch the Latino, those boys can play. Yeah, no I got all. I mean, you know, so that's why I like to bring that up sometimes, you know, because look at. It. Like right now, I'm sitting there beating my head. Like, okay, who else? <laughs> yeah. 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 You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm literally beating my head right. now, saying, "Who else?" You know, right. I have somebody in your audience can tell me strongly like that. Strowman ain't no superstar. Uh, Buxton, Buxton, Buxton for the. Uh, oh yeah, from Minnesota Twins. Nah, yeah, Buxton's nice. Yeah, so you just injury prone. So, and the reason why I put it out there like that, cause look at us, 
And pretty much that's why right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We ain't too much care about no lockout. We yeah. all know who the all-town home run leader is and strike him out, though. Who was that? Oh, it's Goody. Oh, okay. I think, I think, I think, I think the last time I asked him how many he hit is what a thousand or something. That was overtime. He had oh. a year where he hit two hundred. Oh, well, that that made me start over. <laughs> That's true. That was why you had to bring that up. Man. I just I, because we caught. I it was Billy Williams, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but. Could he yeah. hit over Who's your eyes? Who's your eye? Baseball? Yeah. Who's your eye? Everybody. Hey, well, I, I, Billy was live. I know we Roberto Clemente. The great oh, one. Boy. Roberto Clemente. No. That's what he, Oh, Carl said dig out. Well, okay. A man with two careers striking my office. <laughs> 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 you dig out. You would have thought he said Bucky did. <laughs> Who is Dick Adams? Oh. <laughs> we'll tell you after the. Oh, okay. Oh, you know Dick Maybe oh, some man. of the people may know him. Dick Adams I think about that because I say that because, I mean, you all may have a different. Oh, and really, man. when I think tell about me. that, you may have a different. Because, see, I know. Do you remember? And this is like, can we do that? You can say whatever. Well, okay, the reason why I say it because I remember who you used to love. Growing up, and that's the free man. Remember? Oh, is he? He was uh, a normal. Yeah, a normal. Yeah, a normal. <laughs> He's a normal. And I used to always wonder about that. He was having fish like to go strike him out. Yeah. Miguel Nomo. That's what's his favorite. I don't know who it is, man. I don't even know who that is. But yeah, I know. Like, you don't know who Miguel Nomo is. See, see, brother, I say too. He was on there around for a few years. Don't feel bad. That's not true. Because you don't know. That's not true. Miguel was around for at least ten years. He had already had a career. Japan. My favorite now, but yeah, Hideo and Maddox and Mark Grace are my favorite. Okay, that's the Cub fan in you. We got Britton. Uh, well, one person that made baseball entertaining for me because when I used to watch the Cubs game, Sammy Sosa. So, yeah, I remember now. What color? The black Sammy. Black Sammy. Yeah. Okay. Nah, definitely got good memories with my dad watching the games on WGN. Yeah. You know him hitting the home run. Yeah. Doing so. I like Sammy Sosa. Okay, but but what about after Sammy Sosa? Let's go to your number two. Oh, after Sammy Sosa. Mm, this is a good one. I did. I had my little Ozzy Smith phase. You know, I didn't really get to see him. Okay. Through high, I just saw him through highlights, and that's okay. a Cardinals fan. But I did like him because I wanted to play shortstop. So okay. he was just a good, good person. You know, okay. to mold yourself up. Well, yeah, that was. Well, you play shorts. You left-handed. You ain't playing no shorts. I'm right-handed. That's left-handed. Oh, I'm right-handed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a nice jersey here too. Oh yeah, this Dion. We was talking about football players earlier, and I wanted to this Neon Dion right here. Neon Sanders. Falcons jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got one without the name. I don't put the name on. Oh, okay. Can we get a little old school in here? Go ahead. Yeah, Billy, my cousin. My brother probably was the all-time home runner leader, but they never considered me who was the best pitcher. Like, oh. Who threw, threw, who threw 
three straight no hitters. And strike them out? And strike them out. Oh, okay. Oh, now, wow. now, do you have any home runs off either? Oh, yeah, plenty. Oh, oh we always home runs off each other. Oh, okay. Let's not get it twisted. We all get home runs off each other. I want to say something. I got, boy, I know that's funny. I had these thoughts that I don't care if we was on radio, TV, or not. But as we grew up, if we, if we had this segment, one person, <laughs> I don't know, he got in his 40, about 45 or 50, we started playing straight about, and the ball fastball was up about 30 miles an hour. Steroids? Really? Oh. All of a sudden, he was pumping the wall. He was on the juice? Yeah. <laughs> so, hey. So he wound up popping a few. I like why that couple no hitters and stuff. No, I got a pitch one. Oh, uh, uh, it, was, yeah. it was the crowd roar. Oh, just <laughs> <laughs> time to throw that out there. You know. It was the crowd roar, <laughs> which I discovered a little earlier. <laughs> yeah, remember all of a sudden we was back. I got up the back. I said, wait a minute. Oh, this ball got some scissors on it. What is he doing? <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah, he got older. He has some speed on his ball. Okay. Oh, okay. Man. Well, uh, speaking of the juice and the Crown Royal and Sammy Sosa, we're going to talk about <laughs> some uh, Hall of Fame snubs. I think this mm-hmm. year, Big Poppy is the first ballot Hall of Fame. And uh, I, it's a couple of them that's not eligible anymore. I, I want to say it's Clemens and, and Bonds. They go to Bonds. the they go to the right now. They, they go yeah, to, they, they they go to the veterans committee. They go to the veterans committee now. Yeah, no longer be voted in by the right. Uh, do you feel some type of way that the Maguires and the Bonds and the Clemens and the Sosas, uh, mm. I think Palmero, uh, none of these players are in because they uh, have thought Kurt Schilling um, as well. Thought to be on steroids and not in the Hall of Fame. Okay, uh, we kind of like touched on this upstairs, but uh, one thing that my dad and my goddad made a point was that I kind of they trying to like uh, penalize these guys. Yeah, they did treat, but there are already people in the Hall of Fame, you know, who also had their advantage. So it's like um, because I guess they were a bit more blatant, they you know they get the worst end of the stick but I mean it's people already in there with mm-hmm. that who's been cheated so yeah. like what type of what message are you sending like you you know it's kind of being hypocritical that you let certain people in and then now you're trying to say that they can't get in for it so I don't know it's I think it's eventually they will get in because like the numbers don't lie but I don't know that's just my take, take so on now that. they can only be rolling later yeah. on mm-hmm. which is okay. good yeah okay um I, I look I'll try to make this real quick um First of all, the Hall of Fame, any sport, is based upon what you did between the lines and all how you performed. Um, Amphetamines were used by the old-time players. Um, That's illegal. They did it. They they weren't penalized. Um, Barry Bond was a Hall of Fame before he touched any steroid. Mm -hmm. Roger Clemens, same thing. it's kind of hard, and it's also hypocritical of Major League Baseball in this instance, that you can go to the Hall of Fame and see Barry Bonds bats, Barry Bond cleats, Barry Bond glove, Barry Bond jerseys, mm-hmm. which means people are still paying to come see something to do with Barry Bonds mm-hmm. and Roger Clemens, mm-hmm. Sammy Sosa, so mm-hmm. forth, so on. So to not induct them and put a plaque there because they have the numbers, it's hypocritical of baseball because you're still... Profit. Making money, you profit, and you knew they were on steroids at the height of when they were on them, and 
even had a campaign. Chicks love the long ball. Mm -hmm. Well, where do you think that came from? Maguire, Sosa, Buns, Palmero. The list goes on. So baseball is being hypocritical. They made money off of that, and now they want to penalize those same guys by not putting them in the Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. I close. That's my case. Mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, piggyback off of that, you look at the fact that they're not in the Hall of Fame, and we all say they should be in the Hall of Fame, but then you got known criminals. Biggest. Let's, let's, let's get ready to go biggest. there. You got known racists. So now you got known racists, and you actually know some people that have cheated. And they're in the Hall of Fame, and they know it. The people who voted them in, they know it. It ain't number pretty much. Whoever they're allowing these people to so-called vote, pretty much, it becomes a popularity contest. We all know Bond's supposed to be there. We we all know this. But look who's in there who we know are no good. Who? Uh, Ty Cobb was Ty a big hit. Ty Cobb was he, a he, great big Then he won't shake black, black people hanging. You know, None of that. It, it, it's, uh, it, look, the fact that so many white players so in there before blacks were even allowed to play. That was a star. <laughs> who else? Who's, uh, what's the role? Gaylord Perry. Black Sox. Black Sox. He has spitball. Black Sox. He's spitball. He's in the Hall of Fame. Black Sox scandal. Joe Jackson. And then some of these guys, you figure, he probably will take them out the Hall of Fame. You know they cheaters, racist, all this. This stuff ain't going on in this society anymore, supposedly. And you know, I believe Pete Rose should be in. Pete Rose oh, yeah. should be in. Now, Pete Rose be gambling and all that. But his performance on the field. Speaks for itself. Then put the asterisk back. Exactly. And put that up. Say what he did wrong if you want. Maybe you do wrong, you do wrong. Got to pay the play. You know what I'm saying? So, so you all feel that those people they should be that were mentioned should all be in. Oh, yeah. Be oh, yeah. Sammy Sosa, it's a travesty the way the, the Cubs have treated Sammy Sosa. Mm -hmm. um, there was no reason. I mean, that, that ballpark was rocking. Yeah, that's true. Because people came Outside. to see Sammy Sosa. I was fortunate enough to even be uh, at the playoff the year that the Cubs played the Marlins. And I want to say it was game two when Sosa hit two home runs. It was electric in that in that ballpark, man. And to uh, see what he did for the Cubs organization and for them to turn their back on him, um, it's kind of shameful. It's kind of shameful. He didn't help some things with the way he – but you know what, again, what he did on the field, Sammy was never a problem off the field, okay? They need to take care of that man. If, if the Hall of Fame don't want to put them in, the Cubs can honor Sammy Sosa. Mm -hmm. So they should. Yeah. Okay. Well, gentlemen, it has been a great pleasure to uh, start this podcast. Uh, I, I've had a great time and have learned a lot, I must say, already. And uh, good, good way for us to spend uh, some time together and uh, definitely uh, get a history lesson, uh, whether it be on the professional level or you know, the playground level, you know, strike them out, all of that. Uh, you know, I guess we'll probably get some cars, some field, and stuff in there soon, soon too. Uh, so, uh, I figured you all would deliver, and you did. And I look forward to working with you all uh, in the future and uh, taking over Chicago as the number one yeah. sports show in the land. And people can turn us on instead yeah. of listening to some of these people who just saying, 
all type of crazy stuff that don't make no sense. Yeah, all right. Agreed. Thank you. Agreed. Thanks uh, for having next, me. Next week, uh, we will uh, definitely have a Super Bowl recap. Uh, big halftime performance coming up, too, with Dr. Dre. I'm looking forward to that. And then we'll talk about the NBA trade, trade deadline and the NBA All-Star game, which is going to be in Cleveland. Anybody going down to Cleveland for the game? Who goes to Cleveland? No need to go to the mistake by the lake. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Brian Flores has uh, sparked some, uh, some some stuff in the news, a class action lawsuit against the NFL. So we'll talk about that and the Rooney Rule. Uh, and I look forward to hearing more about blacks and baseball. I think that uh, that's the topic that we need to uh, – there's been some great players, you know, the Bonds and the Hank Aarons and, you know, but that's kind of, um, you know, they not, are, they, are kids playing baseball these days? They're trying to get them to. Yeah, so uh, we'll, we'll tackle that stuff. So, gentlemen, have a great day. We'll uh, reconvene real soon. We out. Thank you, sir. Thank you.